hire your pastor as my PR manager. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Pastor Nick. And uh, so, yes, I have known Pastors Nick and Meredith for a long time. Seems like, uh, yeah, seems like forever. But I'm so honoured to be here and so excited, to be honest, to see, see this building because I was hearing about it while it was right from the idea, the first idea, and to actually be here, to be standing in it, to be standing in front of you people, um, I am absolutely wrapped. So thanks for having me. Give me a wave if you haven't heard me, probably most of you, because I only have done an evening service here right in the early days. Lovely to meet you. Now, this is my bottom line. Your pastors love me, so should you. That's it. No more to say about it. Thank you, worship team. They've all gone. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> they do a great job. Clearly, your drummer is a very dangerous man. Hey, got him in hiding behind there. How much does your... Any Bon Jovi fans, give me a wave. Any bon jo- How much does your drummer look like the Bon Jovi drummer? Hey, Tico, where is he? Where's he gone? Over there. <laughs> hey, I reckon. It's... Anyway, those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, that's all right. I'm a child of the 80s. Any other Bon Jovi fans? Come on, let's hear it. He's very spiritual. Living on a prayer? Yeah. Keep the faith. It's a great Christian band, Bon Jovi. Anyway, uh, before I go any further, just so you can relate to me as a person, not just as the preacher standing here this morning, um, as Pastor Nick said, I am married to a tall, dark and handsome visitation called Damien, and uh, I want to introduce you to him. Here we go. Here he is. Here's my hubby, Damien, hashtag Speedy Simpson. When I met Damien, he was an architect. I thought, Awesome. Great earning potential. I'm not going to have another financial care in my life. I thought, this is, is wonderful. And three years ago, he gave it all up to do this. Next image, please. Where is he? There he is. Okay, I was looking at the one up there. To, to do this. Long distance running. People say, oh, is there money in running? I say, yeah, yeah, for the coach, the sports medicine doctor, the massage therapist, the osteopath. For, anyway, we can go on and on and on. No one makes money from running, except Usain Bolt, right? Especially not in Australia. But he had this dream in his heart, and he was going through a little bit of, I guess, grief of um, lost opportunity, and I just had this bright idea. Who says it's too late? Who says it's too late? Well, you get a professional opinion, and a coach uh, said to him that wasn't too late. And, uh, and, so, and so here he is, and last year, after only two years in training, he represented New South Wales in the National Half Marathon Championship. And let me tell you this, when you go from being a number to a name, when you go from being a number on a bib to a name, that's a big deal in running, okay? It's kind of a bit like being a seeded tennis player, like you're on the radar. And so uh, that was at the MCG, by the way, in case you're wondering where that place is. So there you go, there's my hubby Damien. And yes, I am older than him. Queen Cougar of the Church of Jesus Christ in Australia. What can I say? So there we go. But still nevertheless, old to be starting an athletics career. Okay, church, let's pray. What do you reckon? Let's, Let's open our hearts right now. Not to hear the voice of a woman, but to hear from heaven. What do you reckon? Father, I thank you right now. I thank you for an open heaven, and I thank you for open hearts. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth here today, Unihill Church, as it is in heaven. Father, I don't know everyone here tonight by name, but you do. Uh, This morning, I should say. When you don't have windows, it's hard to know what time of day it is, isn't it? Uh, Father, I don't know everyone here this morning personally and what they're going through, but you do. So I pray that you just take what I say, Lord, and speak it to each one right where they're at. Oh, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that your presence is here to do us good. Lord, I just declare change, transformation, and breakthrough. Holy Spirit, have your way and have your say. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank as well Pastor Charles. Where are you? He's gone out the back. There he is. I met him for the first time when he was a little boy. That's how long I've been around. When you start to see kids from Children's Church becoming pastors, 
leaders of movements, you know, you've been around for a long time. That's, that's my story. And so I want to I commend you today, Charles, and April, who I know is not here. You're doing a great job. You know, you are in transformation yourself. You're being stretched. You're being enlarged. But I just sense the pleasure of God today towards you. And you're doing a better job than you realize. You can be a bit hard on yourself, but God wants you to know you're doing an even bigger job than you realize. And what's more, your identity as a minister is being forged. Your identity to know who you are as a minister. You know who you are, but as a minister, it's like that's another. That's like another aspect, another facet. And you're going to find out who you are and what's, what's more, who you're not. And that is, is just as powerful. Jesus said, uh, he said, he said, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. In other words, I don't come to kill, steal, and destroy. I'm the life giver. So there was a knowing of who he was and who he wasn't, and that's what I see God doing in your life, eh? making you strong in Jesus' name. Okay, church, uh, I want to speak prophetically this morning on this subject called faith. Because I had this picture this morning of some of you and your faith bucket is running a bit low. It's, it's kind of, you, perhaps you're even looking at your faith bucket and thinking it's just empty. Because you might be facing some challenges this morning, going through a season of life and you haven't been through that season before. Or maybe there are things of long standing, situations of long standing, dreams, unfulfilled promise. I mean, there are just things in your life, and maybe you would look at that. Now, I have a brother who I have been praying for. Does this go to podcast? I have to be careful these days. Public podcast. I used to be really transparent until I started to hear my messages going just boom, live through the internet. But let's just say I've had a family member. <laughs> I've, been, I've been praying for him for like 40 years. And... It's like it's been up and down. I think I see a breakthrough and then it just seems to reverse. Uh, who knows what I'm talking about? Situations of long standing and you're not even sure if God hears your prayer. You're like, is this ever going to change? Am I ever going to see that vision that I had, the promise of God come to pass? And if you were to look at that situation, you'd, you'd think, God, you know what? I don't even know if I've got any faith anymore. I want to speak today to that area in your life where it looks impossible. Uh, and, and I believe God wants to encourage you in the area of your faith. And maybe today you would think, you know what, I need, more, I need more faith. But there is an association in your thinking that more faith equals more work. Because I know sometimes I'm overwhelmed with the sense that I need more faith. But you know what, it's, just think, you know, the connotation of faith is that it's Wearying. The connotation of faith is that it's about a fight. The, con the associations that you have with faith might even be negative this morning. I mean, God wants to give us a fresh perspective of faith. Because maybe you've been told that faith is like a muscle. And like the more you work it, the, 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 the stronger it gets. And I tell some churches that I've been to many times, and you might even have heard that from me, because that has been the idea that I've had of faith, that faith is something that we work and as we work it, it gets stronger. But you know what? I believe sometimes that idea can actually add to the pressure of the situation that's already hard enough. And I believe we're under enough pressure in the year 2016. And God wants to release some pressure off us today. He said, come to me. I love there was already references in the lead up. Pastor Charles re referred about the rest of God, the rest of God. And I believe people are looking for peace and rest more than ever before. And so I believe God wants to take the pressure off and bring a different perspective to faith. So let me read from a simple but powerful verse. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The author and and finisher of our faith. In the New Living Translation, it says, we do this, we do this. We do what? It's actually referring to living our life, running our race in life. By keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. In the Amplified, it says, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith. 
That is the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith for maturity. What am I saying, church? This is what I'm saying. Faith starts with Jesus. It ends with Jesus. And everything in between is Jesus. You know, we, we don't have the power to create faith. We, can, we cannot create, as human beings, we cannot create it. We cannot manufacture it. We can't force it. It's about much more than confidence or positive thinking. It's not about bravado or this mask that we wear to, and live in denial of the challenges and the problems that we have. What faith is, it is a supernatural, it is a spiritual force which comes down from heaven and is given to us for free. Romans 4.16 says, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. It is of faith so that it might be according to grace. Faith and grace. Now, you might know that grace is about that which comes from God for free. It's about that which we receive, of which we are undeserving. Any gift from God that comes from Him is an expression of His grace. Grace, grace is that which we can't work for, we can't earn, we're not entitled to. None of us here this morning holy enough to deserve the grace of God. None of us can pray enough, read our Bible enough. There is no work that is enough. And faith in this scripture is connected to grace. This is what I'm seeing this morning, is that some of you are going to receive the grace of God to have faith, to believe, to trust in areas that you haven't trusted before. Uh, you might be single here this morning and you've been believing God for a partner for a long time. Listen, I didn't get married until I was 43. I used to be the cover girl for Christian singles in Australia. And when I and Pastor Nick and Meredith were around and they, they walked with me in that season, I remember when um, Pastor Nick met Damien for the first time. I got him to just push prophetic radar over him, you know, like check him out, suss him out. What do you reckon? But, you know, I had been, I'd been not only single for many years, I hadn't even gone on a date in like, like nine years. And, and to be, be totally honest, I'll talk a little bit, about more, a little bit more about this tonight, is that that was actually self-imposed because I'd got hurt. I got disappointed, I got rejected, and I literally had shut the door, thrown away the key, and said, uh, men, keep away. I'm married to Jesus. I was going to go and start the first Pentecostal convent. That was, uh, you know, what way I thought I was going to live. But, but you might be here this morning, and, and, that, and you think it's impossible. You, you might be someone who is older, and you've still been dreaming of getting married. And you think, oh, I'm too old now. It's not going to happen. I'm praying for faith to come into those areas that look impossible. For that, for that health condition of long standing, you've been told incurable. I was healed of asthma. It's probably about, gosh, 15 or 20 years ago now. And I had chronic asthma. I was on two puffers a day. I was on Ventolin and I was on the purple preventative one. And... It was just something I'd learned to live with. And I just, you know, I learned, I, it wasn't like I was an elite athlete. I didn't have to worry about it. Puffers did fine. And I was actually ministering in Geelong, as it so happened. And the couple that I was staying with at the time, she had got healed of asthma. She said, Vicky, I notice you're on the Ventolin. Do you have asthma? I said, yes, I, I do. She said, can I pray for you to be healed? I've got to be, be, be this honest. I hadn't, I didn't really... Uh, have faith to be healed until she started to tell me her story about his, how she was healed. And it's like faith just started lifting my heart. A bit of believing, only a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. And as she prayed for me, I remember weeping. I mean, I, it just released a torrent of tears that, and grief, grief, grief from uh, the loss of my father and just, just this incredible move took place in my soul. I think, what's this got to do with asthma? I don't know, except to say this, never had an asthma attack since. Actually went off my medication, went to the doctor. What do you think? Did a lung capacity test? Normal. 
Yeah, that was incredible for, for an area I had no faith in whatsoever. And I want to speak today to those areas that you have no faith whatsoever. Your little faith bucket is empty. You think this is as good as it gets. I've got to learn to live with it. But I believe God is releasing a spirit of faith here today. And I believe this church is going to be known for the spirit of faith. That as people walk in, it's going to be harder to not believe than to believe. And so God gives us grace. Grace to believe. I don't believe there is more greater pressure than for someone to look at you and say, just believe. I'm trying. I'm trying. But you know what? The power to believe comes from him too. And so it's a grace. It's a free gift. It's a spiritual force. It comes down into your, into your spirit. It gives you the capacity to believe. It is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure. So faith is a gift from God. If, if we think of it as a muscle, then that's works and it's not grace. It's a gift that we can ask for and receive. Grace is, is received by asking. That's how, that's how great. Luke 11. In Luke 11, now I know the uh, brother... Um, media guy is going to be thinking, where's that scripture? Who? Nah, it's not there. Don't worry. I'll be, I'll be jumping all over the place. Thank you. Just put your assurance. You go, where's Luke 11? <laughs> Don't worry about it. But, but in Luke 11, Jesus is teaching his disciples about the love of the Father. And he says this, you know, if you ask for bread, he doesn't give you a stone. If you ask for fish, he doesn't give you a serpent. Yeah, it goes on to say, you earthly fathers, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more does your heavenly father love to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Uh, doesn't he just give the Holy Spirit to those who, you know, perform really well, who don't sin, you know, who pray and fast and who, you know, go to Bible college and, you know, no, no, just to those who ask. The Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit of faith comes to those of us who ask. Religious spirits hate that idea. That something as pure and as holy and as powerful and as heavenly as the Holy Spirit is given to those who ask. That's why you can see total buffets being anointed to preach, move in the power of God. Yeah, lead people to Christ. And then you find out that their life was in all sorts of trouble. And people get really confused because they think that the presence of the Holy Spirit is some sort of endorsement of a person's character and personality. But you know what? I've discovered that God will give for the benefit of others. God will give for the benefit of others. And so some of you today, you are at the crossroads and you're needing faith for your future. You're needing faith for your family, faith for your finances, faith for your destiny, faith for your ministry. And faith is going to come quite simply as you ask. Oh, what, that easy? Yes. Come to me all you are heavy laden, Jesus said. And he goes on to, to tell them, he, he says, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is Light. Light. I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I remember coming to Jesus with all these burdens. I came to the Lord as a 19-year-old. I was a hairy-legged hippie who walked into a Christmas Day church service. So bring your friends to Christmas Day because I got saved on Christmas Day. Yeah. And I, some people will be open to coming to church Christmas Day when they're not other times of the year. And I'd been looking for Jesus in all sorts of different places, tried New Age stuff, and I tried all sorts of in hindsight, occultish sort of stuff, but I wouldn't have said it was that at the time, but I tried to astral travel. I didn't get anywhere, but I did try. And uh, I remember going to a Hare Krishna festival. Me and my boyfriend at the time went to the Hare Krishna festival, just trying to find what we were looking for. Actual fact, they advertised a free 15-course banquet. That's why we went. But let me tell you something about the Hare Krishnas. Their food is very strange. They eat funny stuff. So, and what's more, it's 15 different things on the plate. To an Italian, now don't be fooled by the Simpson name. I've got Italian blood in these veins. And 15 different things on the plate, 15 cores, that was a disgrace. As far as I was concerned, not eating with this mob. Forget it, not staying here. But I remember 
walking this Christmas Day service and I thought I was going to hear about baby Jesus and the manger, you know, Joseph, wise men, Christmas Day story, but he actually preached from John 10.10, the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And I don't know you all here this morning, and I'm going to assume because you're sitting in a church service that you know what it is to experience the abundant life of Jesus. I'm not going to assume that you actually have a relationship with Jesus. Because I walked in that church as someone who'd grown up in a Catholic home, gone to a Catholic school, seen Jesus on the cross every day of my school education. I believed in God. I even believed in Jesus. But I had not made a connection between Jesus and what I was looking for. When I heard the message about abundant life, the penny dropped. I thought, that's it. That's what I'm looking for. I would have said I was looking for a cause, I was looking for the meaning of life, for a purpose, but abundant life. I thought it was going to be, hello God, goodbye life. If I'd ever surrendered my life to Jesus, that was it, goodbye fun. You know, like life is over right now. That's what I had thought. And you know, it wasn't just what I heard that morning, it was what I felt. I, I, from the outset, I was captivated by the presence of God. From, I didn't, couldn't tell you what it was. I just, but I could feel something and I could see something in people's faces. And I heard this message. And I came to Jesus and as I walked out the door, the pastor wished me a Merry Christmas. And I burst into tears. And he said to me, have you given your life to Jesus or have you given your heart to Christ? He asked me a question, to be honest, I didn't understand the question. And I thought, well, I've been christened, First Holy Communion, confirmed three times. I thought, oh, I think so. I think so. But if you think so and don't know so, you probably haven't so. And clever pastor, he just started to lead me in a prayer. He says, repeat these words after me. I didn't even know what I was getting into, to be honest. I didn't even understand what I was praying. I didn't understand the theology of Jesus dying for my sins and And that I was receiving eternal life. I was receiving forgiveness. I was receiving hope for the future, forgiveness for my past. I didn't understand what was going on. But at that moment among, oh my goodness me, I'll never forget. I felt the burden lift. I felt the burden lift. I felt this joy come into my heart. I remember driving home, singing songs that I'd heard for the first time. I mean, I remember skipping around like a spring lamb. Something had changed. I, I tell you what had changed. I had relocated. I had gone from death to life. I had gone from darkness to light. And I, and I know that coming to Jesus is not always about a feeling, but in all honesty, I felt it. I felt it and the burden lifted. But this is a thing, so many of us Christians, we experienced that when we came to Jesus. We experienced that burden, lifting and casting out cares upon the Lord. And, but then you know what happens? We start to accumulate all these other Christian burdens. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. We've got to read the Bible in a year. If anything like me, I stop at Leviticus every year. It's like, you know. I thought, now go back to the way I always do it. I just go according to where I'm feeling led. I just, that's just the way I'm going to say. Nothing wrong with reading the Bible in a year. That's, that's great. If that's awesome. But uh, it's just, it's just all these works and burdens. But Jesus wanted to make the burden light. There is a burden, but it's light. You know, the yoke is easy. And faith has become one of those burdens. Isn't faith a fight? It's a fight, isn't it? It's the fight of faith. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. But there is a, we're not meant to fight with faith. There's a difference between a fight of faith and fighting with faith. Because faith is your friend. Gosh, I've never said that before. Someone write that down. Faith is your friend. That's hot off the press. Sometimes I honestly, I hear things for the first time. And it's a spiritual force. It's a gift. It's a grace. I'm just seeing some of you. There's some family situations here this morning. There's conflict and there is unresolvable issues. There, there, there is estrangement. I'm just seeing some not talking to this one and not talking to that. And you just don't know how to. You know it's not ideal. And you so want to see healing come. But there's a gift of faith coming. There's a grace coming. I can't see the clock. Is there a timer up there that I can't see? Okay, I'll look onto my, on my head. Okay, all good. And this is the thing is that no one is more deserving of faith than anyone else. Did you know that? No, not one of you here this morning more predisposed to faith than someone else. 
Because you might compare yourself to others and think, oh, they're a faith giant. Oh, clearly they came out of the womb with a faith gene that I don't have. Yeah, you know that, eh? Some people just come out of the womb speaking in tongues. I don't know what it is. They're just kind of more spiritual than anyone. No, no, we're on a level playing field. Every single one of us has the capacity to receive faith just as much as anyone else. You might think, oh, but Vicky, I'm aware of, you know, my weaknesses, my insufficiency, my inadequacies. Join the club. I'm not up here because of my faultless performance. Trust me. I'm sometimes amazed how God has used me, quite frankly. Yeah, you think I'm up here because I'm holy, don't you, hey? Doing my best. But the fact of the matter is, is that each and every one of us can access the faith of God. doesn't matter how long you've known Jesus, how long you've been walking with the Lord. doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, how old you are, what your background is, your history is. Each and every one of us, we can access the faith of God, not because of who you are, but because of who He is. Not because of your good works, because of the good works that He has already done. When Jesus died on the cross, He paid the price for each and every one of us to receive the faith of God. Man, that's good news. That is the good news. Not about what we can do for Him. It's about what He has done for us. That is great news. And I'm telling you what, we need to start preaching it more. Yeah, preaching on more, what Jesus has done for us. Oh, gee, that just sounds too good to be true. Exactly. That's the point. I'm looking at a couple, one, two. Actually, I have the worship team return, please. One, two, three, four, fifth row back. Gentlemen, on the end, got your arms. Fold with the moustache. What's your name, buddy? Huh? Girth? Is that right? What's your wife's name? Julie, do you mind just, just standing? Is that okay? Girth and Julie, who knows this couple? Anyone know these people? Everyone knows them. Show them some love. That's it. As I was just making those declarations then, you lit up. And I believe the Lord wants to encourage you to today. There is an area at the moment in your life, in your family situation, it's very tough. It is a real challenge. But God wants you to know that he is for you and not against you. And if he be for you, who can be against you? And there is, there's been a headwind. Actually, Pastor Nick's got a great message on this. There's been a a headwind, like a storm going on. And uh, there's this headwind that's been in your face. It's not because of what you've done wrong. It's because of what you've done right. But I see a reversal taking place, a reversal taking place. The wind that's been in your face is going to turn gradually, just gradually. It's not going to be an instant thing, but just gradually you're going to find that it's at your back. And that which has been resisting you and opposing you, is that you're going to find that, that it's gone. And there's going to be a momentum. There's going to be, there's going to be an ease. You, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's principalities and powers. And healing is coming, says the Lord. Healing. Just lift your hands to heaven right now, you two. There it is. If you're right near them, whack a hand on them. That's it right now. Father. Oh, that's it, sweetheart. Right, that's it. That's it. Right now. I just see that's it. The power of God right now. I declare victory over this couple. Yep, no weapon formed against you will prosper. And what the enemy intended for evil, God will work it for good. Father, I just thank you. Thank you for the faith. The faith, girth, new faith, a fresh faith. You know, the disciples said to Jesus, uh, increase our faith. And he went on to talk about mustard seeds. His response was, well, if you faith the side of a mustard seed, because sometimes we think we need more. But he's actually saying that what you've got is sufficient. You've got, you've got it. You've got what you need. I prophesy over you both, all will be well. There it is, sweetheart, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guarding your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Just sit down, darling, and just keep soaking it in. God's moving. You might be like the father of the sick child this morning. There was a sick, there was a a young boy in Mark chapter 9, and this young boy had terrible seizures. He'd be thrown into the fire and it was, it was a really distressing. Terror. Can you imagine being the mother or father of this son? And he was, he was epileptic, the seizures, but the seizures would take control of him. He'd throw himself into the fire and it was the, the disciples had prayed for him and nothing had changed. And Jesus walked into the situation and he has a conversation with his father. And the father 
The father says to Jesus, Jesus, if you can do anything, if, if you can help my son, your disciples try to pray for him and nothing changed. And, and Jesus says to him, if, if, don't you know that if you believe all things are possible to those who believe? And uh, the father makes this statement, which I think is so profound, so powerful. He makes this statement. He says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Yeah, yeah. That's a prophetic word for many of you here this morning. Yeah, it's not, it's not a crime. It's not a sin to admit to the Lord. Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, help my unbelief. For some of you today, that's your next step. To bring that struggle into the light. You don't have to put on a brave face and pretend that it's not hard. You don't have to pretend to be some faith giant. Uh, in fact, I believe power is in authenticity. Power is in being honest. And there are some of you here today and you're putting on a brave face, but underneath, if you were to be honest, you are struggling, you are drowning, you feel like you're going down in the quicksand and that simple prayer to the Lord today of, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, because this is the amazing thing. When the Father made that declaration, made that admission before everyone, Jesus didn't rebuke him. What do you mean you're not believing? Well, sorry, come back when you've got 100% faith. Can't do anything with that sort of faith. Now, what did Jesus do? Jesus healed his son. He got his miracle. And I just had a, a quick flash then of some of you under this condemnation. This condemn, you're feeling condemned that you're not strong enough. Feeling condemned that you're not believing enough. Feeling condemned that you really, you know, you should have faith, but you don't think you do. And simply today, faith is there for the asking. It's there for the asking. And I'm seeing miracles taking place. In lives, and I'm not talking about a flash kind of you know, the evangelist coming to town and there being a flash miracle service. No, I'm talking about right where the rubber of your life hits the road, where that sickness has been troubling you, that pain has been troubling you, where there's been pain in your heart, and maybe there's even been an area of control of addiction. I mean, just some of those things, you know, in our families, in our workplaces. I mean, the realities of life miracles, miracles. I'm seeing um, a sweetheart there just scratching around. What's your name, Dale? Lisa. Lisa. Is that your man there? Yep. I've got to check. Hey, what, what are your names? Lisa and Peter? Peter, do you mind just standing? Is that okay? Thank you, Lord. Right now. Who knows this couple? You know these people? I hear the Lord say, don't give up. I'm hearing the Lord say, don't give up. It's one day at a time. Yeah, it's one day at a time. And His mercies are new every morning. There's healing coming. There's healing coming. There's reconciliation coming. There's a bridge. I'm seeing a bridge being built. A bridge being built. Jesus is the bridge. Jesus is the way. What do we do? He is the way. He doesn't just show us the way. He is the way. As you remain in Jesus. Yeah, He is the author. And the perfecter, I love that. So it starts with Him, but He also gives us what we need. You've had a measure of faith. Yes, you have. Yes, you have believed. There's been just something that you've been contending with, fighting with for some time now. And Lisa, you can get a bit weary in the well-doing because you've been fighting this thing. You've been taking it on. But I see the Lord giving you supernaturally what you need to see this through. To see it through. See it through. Just just close your eyes. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, right now for this couple, it was Peter, isn't it? Peter. Father, I thank you for Peter. I thank you, Lord, for that spirit of faith to come. Yeah, you don't have to just learn to live with it. This isn't just as good as it gets. Father, I thank you for lifting the bar of expectation. I'm seeing God drawing you too closer to Himself, even closer. You're good people and you're doing the best you can. But I see Him restoring the joy of your salvation. I see joy coming. Though weeping endures for the night, joy comes in the morning. 
and I'm seeing joy coming back into your hearts. Peter, I'm seeing you having influence with young people. I'm seeing you like being a father to the fatherless. I, I'm seeing some young people come into this church and they don't come from a Christian home. They, they don't know what it is to, to do life. They're just, and it can be simple things, practical things. But I'm seeing a new sense of purpose coming into both of your hearts, both of your hearts. New sense of purpose and calling. There is need of you. God has need of you. So, Father, I thank you for breakthrough. Breakthrough over this. Don't be hard on yourselves. Don't be hard on yourself, sweetheart. Don't be hard on yourself. Father, we thank you. Faith. Faith that comes from Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, show them some love right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, I don't know you all here this morning. I'm going to do two things before I hand back, and it won't be long. But this is the first thing I've got to do because I don't know you all. And I don't know if you are all at peace with God. I don't know if you all know what it is to have a friendship with God. To have received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. That it's not God from a distance. It's not God a long way away, but you know what it is for God to be real in your life, your heavenly Father, living as a child of God. Do you all know what it is to pray a prayer where you open your heart and admit your need for Him? Because this is the truth. He never says no. He's knocking on everyone's heart this morning. He's saying, let me in. Let me come in. Come on. I, I, I want to... I want to be your friend. I mean, some of you here today, you, you need to know what it is to be saved, to be rescued. It's like you're drowning and this is a powerful thing, just as if you were at the beach and you raise your hand for help from the lifesaver. There's a time in each one every, every one of our lives where we are faced with the fact that we are not enough. And we were never designed to live life alone. God, our Heavenly Father, He is the one He's the one who comes. He's the one who comes and saves us, rescues us. What's more, He connects us with Himself and then He connects us with others. Connects us with others. He has a family He wants us to be a part of. So you might be here this morning. You say, Vicky, I've never done that. And I can lead you right where you are today in a prayer. It's in the privacy of your seat that you would know on this day in November 2016 that you received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, that you received forgiveness for your past. You're receiving purpose for your present, hope for your future. Or maybe you're listening to me right now. You say, Vicky, I know what you're talking about. I've done that. I've prayed a prayer. But if you were to be honest this morning, you know you're not living like it. For whatever reason, God is at arm's length. He used to be in the driver's seat of the car, but now you put him into the boot because you got hurt. You got disillusioned. I don't know what happened. Something happened and you were no longer surrendered. I'd love you all to close your eyes, would you please, just for a moment. And just consider your spiritual condition is all well with you and the Lord. Do you know Jesus? So I'm going to ask you to simply this morning to indicate, Vicky, you're talking about me. I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive Him into my heart. I want to, sur I, I want to surrender my life to Him. And whether that's for the first time or another time, it's going to be the same prayer. I think, Vicky, I've been in this church for, for so many years. That's, that's not the gauge this morning. The gauge is, are you, are you where you need to be in your relationship with Jesus? It's all well with you and the Lord. Do you know Him? Not just know about Him, but know Him. So if that's you, I want you to simply indicate. This indicate by raising your hand. Thank you, sweetheart. Is there anyone else this morning? God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you down the back. Is there anyone else here this morning? Say, Vicky, you're talking about me. Talking about me. I want to come back to Jesus. I want to receive him for the first time. I want to know what it is. Thank you, darling, right down the back. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'm just going to, I'm just feeling the Lord saying there's still is someone else. So I'm just going to just linger. God bless you, darling, over on the end. I can see your hand. 
Thank you, Lord. You know, everyone who raised their hands, can you raise it one more time? Just really high so I can see it. Yeah, you over there. There's you over there too. Down there, four. Yep, down the back, sweetheart. Five. Was there anyone else in the middle I didn't see? Over to this side. Yes, yes, buddy. Six. Sweetheart, yep, seven. Oh, yeah, I can see you as well, sweetheart. Yeah, second row from the back. Eight. God bless you. God bless. Is there anyone else? It's not too late. Yes, darling, down the back. Nine. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, this is what we're going to do, church. We're going to pray a prayer right now. As for those of you who raise your hand, yeah, it's really important that you repeat this prayer after me. But the rest of us are going to join in to support them, right? Yeah? So can you please pray after me right now? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that He died for me to give me life. And right now, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Saviour. I'm sorry I've ignored you and live life my own way. But today, I choose your way. I thank you that you love me and you have a great plan for my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, right now, I pray for each one who has raised their hand this morning. And I pray, God, for the touch of heaven right now. I thank You for their decision. And I thank You right now, Lord, for releasing Your grace that they would grow in strength. It's going to be great. It's I just, You know who I'm talking to? Yeah, yeah. First time round, it was, it was hard. It was tough. But I hear the Lord saying, it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different this time. You're a leader. God's got things for you to do in helping others. Today is a great day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo! Yay. If I came for nothing else, it's worth coming for you guys. And one more thing. Some of you, you know, your faith bucket is empty. Your faith bucket's low in an area. Yeah? What are your names? Is it a couple? Are you married, you guys? What's, what's your name? Chelsea and, and Gavin. There's a change coming. Winds of change are, blo- are blowing. And I see you trying to hoist, Gavin, I can see you trying to hoist the sail of faith. But the, the sail is a, is a bit threadbare. You know, it's a bit frayed. It's because it's been through some hard storms. It's been through some hard, but I'm seeing Jesus coming to you and giving you a new sail. A fresh new sail. It hasn't been used before. It's strong. There's no holes, no threadbare. Because you two have got the call of God on your life. And so it's been preparation. It's been tough, but it's been preparation. Because those of us who are called to lead others, it's like we go through these testings. But don't look at them. Don't look at it as negatives. They're positives. Because... As you go through each thing, you learn something new. As you go through each thing, sweetheart, you're prophetic. Chelsea, you're prophetic, hearing the voice of God. I see you hearing the voice of God, declaring things and people getting healed, people getting set free, bondages. You are going to be known as a healing, delivering, breakthrough, prophetic voice of God in Jesus' name. Gavin, I see confidence rising in your heart. You've been misunderstood. God says you don't have to conform to somebody else's mold. Yeah? You're going to be like Frank Sinatra. You've got to do it your way. You hear what I'm saying? You've got to be, you've got to be you because you're creative. You're, there's an edge. There, there's, um, and I want to use the word non-conformist, but that's not a bad thing. That's not actually not a bad thing. We conform to the things of God, but the, the, we do not be conformed to, to this world. The Bible says, right? Do not be conformed. So there are things you don't conform to. I see youth leadership on your lives. Like I just see you're having great impact amongst young people. But there's this sale of faith. Do you have your own home? I can see your own home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll leave it at that. I can see you having and owning your own home. Just lift your hands. Just stand quickly, guys, right now. Father, yep, yep, yep. I thank you, Lord. That's it right now. I thank you, Lord. The sail of faith. The sail of faith being lifted up. Hoisted up to catch the wind of the spirit of change. 
Father, there's been a disappointment and I thank you, Lord, for bringing healing into that area, resetting them. Sometimes you can be afraid to believe big because you got disappointed before. And so if you just believe low, then there's no chance of a big disappointment. But I just see God wiping the slate clean in your hearts, wiping the slate clean that you are going to be able to believe big. You are going to be able to lift your expectation. Father, bless this couple because they're a great couple, beautiful people. You love them so much and you've got great plans for them. Jeremiah 29, 11, this is for some of you today, as well as for you, you guys. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans, plural, yeah, plans, plural, that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. What happens when our plan doesn't work out? Don't worry, God's got another plan. Yeah, plans, plans. He's got another plan. <laughs> and the seed's gone into the ground and died, but it's going to bring forth much fruit. Going to bring forth much fruit in Jesus' name. So stand to your feet very quickly. Those of you, you know, the faith bucket's a bit low. Hey, you need you need some faith, the grace of God. I'm just going to pray right now. It's for family situations. I'm seeing that big, actually. For, for some of you, it's, it's maybe financial, health, emotional, ministry, whatever, business, business people. You need a bit more. That's it. Lift your hands right now. Here it comes right now. And in your own hearts, I want you to ask. I want you to ask right now, Father, there it is. There it is right now, Lord, we're asking God for the grace of faith. We're asking for the grace of faith. Holy Spirit, we thank You. It's not meant to be hard. My yoke is easy, says the Lord. So Father, right now, You know every need, every situation, every challenge. And God, as we ask, I thank You that You never say no. That your word says, if we ask for bread, you don't give us a stone. If we ask for fish, you don't give us a serpent. That you love to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. So Father, we ask for faith right now. God, faith right now. Faith for these impossibilities. Faith, Father God, for these situations. Faith for every serpent. Father, release right now the spirit of faith, the grace of faith. God, we receive it. That's what we have to do to receive and agree. That's it. There it is right now. Father, I thank You. I thank You for each one. Come on, let's give the Lord a great hand of praise. Let's thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. We thank You for faith, Lord. We thank You for the answer. We thank You, God, for direction. We thank You for strategy. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Give Vicky another big hand. That's great. Thank you so much. Just be seated just for a moment. Um, you know, it's really important that when prophetic ministries come through, we don't, I don't tell them who to pick or anything like that. And I don't definitely don't talk to them about people's situations. But uh, boy, oh boy, that was very, very accurate on the people you did. You know, God just impressed on your heart this morning. Tonight, uh, there's going to be a, a little bit more of that. It's going to be more personal ministry. And, uh, you know, if, if you haven't been baptised in water and you just said tonight would be an absolutely fantastic night, I just I just believe tonight God's going to do some amazing things. Vicky doesn't know that our theme for 2017 is faith. Isn't that great? So I think we heard from God this morning, don't you? And we need to be thankful. I just want to do something that I felt we weren't going to do this I hadn't even prepared our stewards. Um, next year, Vicky's, look, her, she travels all over the world. Uh, and I've known her journey. We, we've been on staff at churches. Um, I've known her personal journey of faith. Boy, oh boy, this, this lady, she knows about some of the challenges. And next year, you know, she was telling me that... Um, They'd love to take some time off just to rest. Uh, I'm amazed when the anointing of God gets upon her. She seems so lively and everything, you know. Um, but, you know, you get tired and, and they haven't had a good rest. So what I'd like to do today is take up an offering just for her and her husband. Would that be all right if we could do that? I've got our stewards to put the containers back under the seats. And, and maybe you haven't come prepared. And I understand that. I, I, I truly do. I'd prepared myself for tonight, but I, I, I bought that offering anyway. But, you know, if you'd like to, you don't have to. It's not compulsive.
compulsion. We don't do this. I don't think we. I think we've only done it for two other people in the life of our church since I've been the pastor over a period of four years. But I'd like us to pray. And if you sense in your heart there are, you know, credit card slips in the back of your seats, let's just pray for her. Can we pray for her? Is that all right? That'd be really good. Father, we thank you. Lord, that anointing, the depth of the anointing doesn't happen just because, Lord, just because we're good. It happens because we surrender. And Lord, I've known Vicky's life. And I know it's been a life of surrender. I know it's been a life of challenge. But I thank you that she's always responded with obedience and with faith. And we thank you that, Lord, she lives this message. She lives this message that she's learned to rest in the grace of faith in you. We ask that you'd bless them. You'd multiply, Lord, even this offering to them, I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If someone can grab my offering here, that would be great. Just pass the containers and this will totally go to her and her husband to bless them and just give them just, just a contribution towards their journey over the next three months. Won't you stand to your feet? Wasn't that a great message? How many of you really, really needed to hear that message? Uh, you know what? We don't need to strive. I'm really believing, you know, God's going to do some great things here tonight. And I know that we're going to see God do some great things. So if you want to get baptized, you need to see Charles just up here. For those of you that did raise your hands and you wanted to connect with God, in a new way or in a fresh way. We do have a connect corner. Some of our team are there. They'll be able to help with you and pray with you. And we'd love for you to go and talk to somewhere there. It would be fantastic. Okay, let's sing one last song. Is that all right? And let's have a fantastic, fantastic day. God bless you.